All right, Alicia, talking talk in your microphone, please. I'm talking in my microphone. Ooh. Yes, continue Good. talking. And I'm continuing talking. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was me this morning when I couldn't go. <laughs> Hello everyone, this is Luna again, I think on our third episode now of Catalyst of the Mind. The mind is God. (laughs) That laugh is for if I hurt anyone's feelings, just saying. We have a lot of those these days, a lot of, uh, what shall we call them, hurt feelers or feelers of hurt. I like hurt feelers. Hurt feelers. A lot of hurt feelers. Okay. So it's a pretty cool, special podcast this week. Um, We got to spend our second Thanksgiving with friends. And the funny thing about this is, um, well, if y'all listen to my other podcast or my YouTube live, then you know that I'm an XJW that just had my like reckoning with reality. And then... um, I have been slowly getting to experience all the things that American culture has to offer. And um, one of those things is holidays. So anyway, this girl that I got to have Thanksgiving with, me and my family, and her and her family, uh, all many, many years ago, I kind of helped her get out of the Jehovah's Witness organization. And I wasn't even really totally out. I was kind of like sort of in, sort of out. I was grappling with the family stuff. Um, And then... Here we are having Thanksgiving together. So here she is. She's on the show. Introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Alicia. <laughs> She's Alicia. Or so you say in the Michigan. Hi, I'm Alicia. Hi. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Alicia. Okay. Yeah. There except for except for you're in the South now, so I don't know. I don't know how to do it in Florida. Florida's like in the middle. Is it north or south? No. It's Alicia. It's above the equator. So <laughs> the middle of the earth hi i'm alicia south of the of the <laughs> of the north in in the united states okay southern united states <laughs> i'm alicia hashtag hashtag i'm alicia alicia okay yes okay. hashtag alicia i say that when she does alicia things like <laughs> oh god <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> alicia things <laughs> yes. Which way are we going? <laughs> I was going to tell them about when you were driving with your car speak phone on Bluetooth in your car and you were holding your phone to your ear. That was pretty funny. <laughs> like, I was uh, like, we're all part of the conversation. You can put your phone down. <laughs> was, how long did you let me do that to? I want to know. About 45 seconds. <laughs> Just looking. I'm like, is she going to put her, phone down, her foot down? Her phone down? Yeah. That was pretty bad. And on that phone and on my my keys i do have a clicker because i lose them too it's just yeah i saw you have like a number it says two and a speaker yeah i need to get something like that because i lose my keys like chronically it's a fun thing to do too like with my daughter (laughs) i I I lost my my keys i lose them and i push it and she's like do i get to find them yeah go find them it's the new thing for the beep beep great well, i get ready and she finds my keys <laughs> gadgets of of today the technology of today <laughs> all right so yeah she's an xjw she was in for how long were you in oh god 
I was born in the religion and I left when I was like 20. So you're in like eh, 20, 20 years. years. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, 20 years and um, she got married and had a kid and is living a normal life and successful life after leaving. I know a lot of people are like afraid to leave because mm-hmm. they don't know that you're going to like have a normal life or meet people, make friends and all that. So she did that. And then um, we lost touch for a little while and then we reconnected and it's like, yeah, nothing ever happened. Nothing happened. Yeah. We also have another little guest on. <laughs> hey guys, it's the Neon Planet. The Neon here. Planet right here. Yep. Check out my YouTube channel. It's the Neon Planet with no spaces. She just plugged herself right away. Yep. Look at that. <laughs> she waits for no man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's YouTube, the Neon Planet. What yep. kind of t- content do you have on the Neon Planet? Um, well, I do Mass Effect gaming, Batman gaming. Mm-hmm. I can do other types of gaming if you want me to. Just suggest some. I do, like, you know, videos of my sister, like slime and stuff. Bunch yeah. of random stuff. Yeah. Things I enjoy. So entertainment for the whole family. Yeah. And also stuff I, like, have fun with and people would like. Yeah, cool. So Neon was also, excuse me, a little born in JW who got yeah. to get out early in life. But old enough to where she understands and kind of recognizes all the craziness about cult type uh, religions. I was like eight, nine, ten. Whoa, that was close. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. How old were you? Let's see. So that was like, what, two years ago? I'm 12. So you were 10? 10. Yeah, yeah, 10. Interesting, interesting. So how did you come up with Neon Planet? Uh, Well, so... Me and my sister, we did similar channel names. Hers is The Happy Fedora. Mm-mm. So I did... That is nothing similar about the Neon <laughs> Planet and the Happy Fedora. No, no, like we did the, like, and then our names, like, the blah, 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 blah. No spaces in cap, like, capitals, like, and stuff. They're so fraternal. <laughs> yeah, so that was like a fraternal twin as opposed to an identical I, I'm still failing to see the connection between the um, happy fedora and the neon planet just because you say the at the beginning and you have no spaces in between well I mean it's kind of like 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 uh you know just um it was it was just similar because the happy fedora it's a happy fedora and then the neon planet it's a neon planet it, there's neon <laughs> planets not similar i don't know no they're it's both just three words that start with the and they're yeah. happy oh. yeah it's okay but i came up with the neon planet because um i just put random words together that i liked and then added the all right well hopefully when uh miss fedora is old enough we can get her on the podcast one day if we're still going strong be interesting yeah yeah all right alicia you want to give us like your i guess backstory a little introduction and a bio little bio about your about, about, <laughs> little bio about your life up there in michigan <laughs> when you were jehovah's witness <laughs> oh gosh okay <laughs> how so. you got out and how your life is now <laughs> so i was born in the religion um, i was born in michigan 1984 and my dad I mean, he grew up as a, he was like your typical California uh, surfer boy. And my mom was your typical Jehovah's Witness, super, super conservative, 
very quiet, definitely not the two you would ever think would uh, be together. And somehow they meshed and my dad got baptized just to marry my mom. And lo and behold, there was four kids all of a sudden. <laughs> and so are you said he got baptized just to marry your mom. Are they still married? No, <laughs> no, no. They got divorced when I was 12. Probably because they got married for the wrong reasons. Many, many wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was one of the fruits of uh, their labor. <laughs> <laughs> fruits of their labor. Oh, very G-rated way to describe <laughs> yeah. doing it. Thank you. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I grew up, I was in Michigan for about 12 years. My parents, it was ugly, long out divorce. We moved to um, Atlanta, Georgia, basically during the Olympics, 1997. I remember seeing... 96. Or 96, yes, yep. 96, yes. I remember seeing the Olympics everywhere. Um, I didn't, you know, get to enjoy it, but I saw it everywhere. A lot of witnesses, I think, didn't watch the Olympics because of its tie to... yeah. The national. gods and Rome and national patriotism and yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the funny thing is, is um, so my mom's brother, um, her son was married and her dad was uh, CNN. Uh, he was, you know, the vice, he was the vice president for uh, CNN. Um, and we were supposed to be able to go to the Olympics, go and see many of the events and they sold all the tickets. We didn't get to see any of it. So I remember sitting basically in a, in a room watching it. Um, but yeah, that was the Olympics for me. We had just moved. but mm. um, That would have yeah. been so cool to see, though, the Olympics. Yeah, I wanted to see. I really liked the the gymnastics. And that was a good year, actually. It was an icon, like an iconic year for the uh, United States um, gymnastics women's team. Well, that, that was the one with the girl who broke her legs. Yeah. The landing the girl with the boy haircut. What was her name? I don't remember her name. Like but the most famous one. Dude, yeah. she landed like a vault with a broken leg. So, I mean, who can do that? I If I had a it's sprained crazy. ankle, I'd be crying. <laughs> I walked around on a broken knee for two weeks props to you but you don't have a gold a medal i don't i should have had a medal for that you know why i should have had a medal for that because i went to a little wayne concert on a broken leg and a cane okay i made sure i made it there were you in the mosh pit no but i did get uh like third row seating because of it (laughs) for free it was nice Nice. nice. Okay. okay, so yeah, continuing so, on. Oh yeah, so yeah, we moved we moved to Atlanta. It was hot, stinky. Ugh. Anyway, um <laughs> I ended up leaving. Um it was a big big uh I don't know how I can go into detail with this, but it, we got time. Oh, okay. We can edit the show. Um so yeah, I mean, uh my brother, he he was arrested. I was in high school. It was my I was 15, 16. Um, it was all over the news. I went to foster care. He was imprisoned, um, but I he he abused us for years from when I was four till I was fifteen. It came who, out. Who is us? My brother. No, who is us? He said he abused oh, us. Oh, my twin sister mm-hmm. and my younger sister. Um, mainly me, my my um, my twin sister. Um, but and it, this kind of stuff happens in pretty commonly in in cult er, um, environments because. Yeah. Nobody tells the authorities, which I'm, by the way, is a tragedy that you went through that. But yeah, you know, 
It was it was a daily a daily occurrence. He would, uh, I mean, literally all three of us girls say we shared a room, and he would just make his way known. And oh my god, yeah. So so you told what happened when you told? Well, actually, props go to my younger sister. So we had it was like in two. I can't remember when it was. We had like a you know uh, an ice storm in mm-hmm. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And we lost electricity and my brother, my mom and my grandma. That was they, in 97. Yeah. I think. No, wait. There was this major ice storm. Okay. That was after 2000. That was what? 2000? Girl, I'm not I'm pretty doing sure, math. There was only a couple in, in Orlando. There was like the, the blizzard of 97. And then there was like, I think in 2000, a big one. It was a big blizzard. I was in high school. And all I remember is... We we lived in ball ground, so there was like no electricity. We were like the last people on the list to get electricity, and we were all <laughs> yeah. They were in the sticks. We had yeah. We had this, you know, your your little uh, I don't know house. It's a one story house, and we had the generator in one room, and so we were all just staying in the living room. And my family told my brother like you have to go in a different room, and he refused. And he was bothering us, and my little sister out of nowhere defended us. Mm. I had no idea she slept with a knife. She had a steak knife next to her. And oh, wow. Yeah, he went to bother us, and she protected us, and she stabbed him in the leg. Oh, nice. Man. Yeah. Oh. Good for her. I Jeez. know, right? I, it happened so fast. He he was, you know, antagoni- antagonizing her and he had a police like those big metal uh, flashlights, you know, they're like two and a half like feet. Like a mag light, a mag light. Those yeah, big, huge. they're huge. Yeah, yeah. So he had one and she was like, leave him alone, leave him alone. Go back in your room. You're not bothering us. And he was like, yeah, right. And he had like a little um, couch pillow and she's like, try it, try it. And he tried it and she just took the pillow and she just stabbed him in the leg and it stopped him. And he responded with a slap to her face and he knocked out her front two teeth. Oh my God. But it ended up being her all four teeth because you know, it just damaged it. Um, so then hard, this girl was brutal. I have props to her. The, the, the knife was in his leg and then she went back and she bent it 90 degrees. Just to, you know, be like, yeah, try it. Try taking it out. So, but the the weird thing is, is, you know, we were on 911, which is like ridiculous during an ice storm. Right. So they said, you know, I had the medical background and I had to, you know, if I had to do CPR or anything. I had to be there for him. And I just looked at him like, <laughs> good luck, brother. <laughs> I hope, I hope that it yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. So then, you know, when they knew the police were coming, um, they, they talked to my sister and they were like, why did you do that? And she, so her first thing was like Jehovah, Jehovah. And they're like, no, you can't bring reproach upon Jehovah. And she was like, I was protecting them, you know, and just to let people know what that Sorry. means about bringing reproach on Jehovah. Um, so this is why a lot of like, uh, pedophilia and molestations don't get reported inside the Je- Jehovah's witness organization and the Catholic organization as well. Um, is because they believe that if you involve the the elders of the congregation believe if you involve the authorities then um it would make god god's people god's one and only chosen people carry a bad name in representation of him because of course it would hit the news and different things like that which is 
what is happening now because it's become such a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, Neon had a question for you. Sorry. Yeah. How old was he? So my brother was two years older than me. So it started when I was four. So he was six. Uh, That's so young geez. for him to even understand. But you know what? I remember the first time it happened and I was four and I remember knowing that it was wrong. Mm. I remember knowing this isn't right. This isn't, you know, and I asked him, why are you doing this to me? And he said he was doing it because he saw what was on TV, like uh, dramas or like soap operas or whatever. Mm. But I knew I knew at four, (sighs) you know, Mm. that it, it, it was not right. Yeah. Yeah, of course. There's just some there's an alarm bell that goes off and what? Oh, um, sorry. So there is an alarm bells that naturally go off, I think, inside of people. Um, you know, even when if you're not particularly taught that it's not right, I think it just kind of feels I don't know, there's just an instinct in there mm-hmm. that tells you something is not normal about this. Yeah, just like the instinct of breathing in and out. Like, I just, it never happened to me before, but I just knew the first time it happened. Like, I don't know, I don't remember every single time, but I remember the first time just knowing, like, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. And that's why I questioned it. And he just said, well, it's just what I saw on TV. So how did you get through all of this, like, and become a normal functioning person you know, have a normal relationship with men have, or did it cause problems with men? How how did, what were the results of all of this? I mean, so I think like everybody's different, but in my instance, it's kind of like, you know, when you go on like a long road trip and you're, you're in the middle of nowhere and you see like these ugly, ugly signs and they're like half ripped off and rusty, you know, like go to the Dairy Queen over there and there's like a pawn shop you just they're hideous looking you know because they've been weathered and whatnot you just drive past them and you forget about them and it's kind of like that for me I mean I guess everybody's different but for me like these things happen to me and I can sit here and focus and wither away and just be like oh whoa me but if I learn from it and I move past it I'm better you know, when he was in when he was in prison I, I could have sat there the the whole time and just woe me woe me woe me but I just was like screw that I've got life for me to me it's one life to live I've got life to live and this is my chance and he's in prison I'm gonna make the best of my life and do the best that I can and if I don't then yeah I failed and you got the best of me but I did the best I could and he okay so he went into prison while you guys were all still JWs yeah what does that look like it was bad so here's the thing so my brother the disgusting monster that he is. My sister is the one who is publicly publicly reproved because she is the one who stabbed him. And oh so God. she got publicly reproved. Oh my God. Yeah. It's disgusting. We were not baptized. All of us were not baptized at the time. Um, when he went to prison, all the brothers and sisters they went and tried to save him like he was the victim of an unjust judicial system but us i never heard a word from a brother an elder a sister no anybody one tried to help you figure out how to deal with being abused no upstairs in the mind to this day no no nope. it's, it's i mean it's so hard it's it's so funny because 
you want to not believe that that's the common story you hear. But everyone that I have met that has been molested or raped or brutalized in some manner in the organization all says the same thing. The All of the focus. And, you know, the criminal system in, in America is, is a bit similar. Maybe not to the same degree, but the accuser, I mean, the accused has more of a, a voice mm-hmm. than the victim does. And nobody tries to help you know every xjw i meet with this story says the same thing nobody tried to help me cope with the trauma the pst they're not even allowed to get you know help like from a real therapist but everyone focuses so much on you know yeah is this did this person really actually commit this crime Correct. Yeah. So while, like you're saying, the post-traumatic stress syndrome. Um, so yeah, the, the frustrating part was I was dealing with all of this and I was in foster care and there's even video of me. I went into my room and I was crying. Um, I cried in my pillow. I didn't know that I had cameras. I, I had no idea that nobody could see what I was doing. Um, and so I was screaming and crying in my pillow so nobody would know. And one of the, well, I guess it was my foster mom. She noticed and she saw. And so she called my therapist. I had to go to a, a quick therapist meeting because they were just really concerned. But it was them. You know, my mom had no idea. She she was spending all of her time and effort and all the witnesses and brothers were all going to pr- the prison and helping my brother. And here... I'm over here trying to in deal a foster with, home in a foster home in a quote unquote worldly person's house. Correct. Mm-hmm. They they tried to tell me, you know, when I had a um, supervised visit with my mom, they tried to tell me it's like the story of the three Hebrew boys who were away in a far off land, and that you know the Meshach and Abednego. And, oh, and, yeah, and that's <laughs> what they likened this to, and I'm like, no. I'm sorry, you cannot liken my experience to any experience in the My Book of Bible Stories. Did, nah. you, did you not feel safer in your foster care home? No. You did not? No. When I went there... Even though they, the foster mom and dad were the ones that were saying, hey, go see a therapist? No, because it was conditioned in my mind that they were bad. Right. So, like, I was... So you at, were afraid of them? Yeah. When mm. I went there... We had to wait, sorry, conditioned in your mind because Jehovah's Witnesses are taught that everyone on the outside of the organization is under influence by Satan. Yes. And to make it even worse, if you're in the Borg or whatever, (laughs) Borg is like a term that a bunch of XJWs use to make fun of the Watchtower organization, organization because everyone is like a little cloned copy of each other, little... Um, you know, like bees in a beehive, just everyone assimilated in doing the same thing for the, for the, you know, for the governing body of the queen bee and everybody's a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, just all plugged into the matrix. Yeah. So, you know, to make it worse, the foster home that we were in, he was, we called him Mimal and Papa. And it was a Southern Baptist preacher. Like every Jehovah's Witness, wow. like 
you don't want to meet them at the door when you're knocking on the yeah, door. They'll go go toe to toe with you. Yeah. And it was in my head like, well, this is my territory now. <laughs> so right. our first night, me and my twin sister, the first day. Your territory, meaning like the home, the foster home was new, yeah. new grounds to preach. Yes. JW doctrine. It was our special territory yeah. privileged by Jehovah. Oh Nobody else God. could access it. And you're, we were and precious to get this. Yeah. And you're worried about doing that, preaching the word of the watchtower rather than dealing with what just happened to you. Exactly. Oh, my God. And I didn't, we didn't realize it. We were head to head with him and he was on his King James Bible and we were on our New World Translation Bible. Right. And he finally took our Bible and said, this is bull crap. You're <laughs> not here for this. And yeah. we still didn't get it. I felt like I failed that I, I was supposed to witness to him and I felt like I had failed. How did you guys start witnessing to him? How did that even begin? Well, so we had just finished, like we had to go, you know, before going there, we had to go to like the sunshine house and do our testimony where they have like the big mirror and you think you're looking at yourself in the mirror, but it's not like there's, you know, reporters and, and, and police officers and the whole shebang, you know, recording you. Oh, you were in a, um, like an interrogation room where they collect your statement. Yeah. But it was called the sunshine house, but it was right. the interrogation room. Right, right. Yeah. So, and they had like a microphone hanging from the ceiling that was so obvious, but wasn't <laughs> supposed to be. And they asked you, I felt like. They've got to change it up. Like, I mean, I was 15 years old and they were talking to me like I was four. Tell me on this doll. Show me what he did to you. When you look at this picture, what is the ending of it? You know, it was just so obvious. But anyway, so after all that happened. Well, I mean, it's because you're underage and they don't want to be vulgar with a child. Yeah, I know. I get so. it. And it was recorded. I get it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I did everything I was supposed to do. Right, right. Um, after all that fun stuff, um, you know, we went to our foster home and it was just, it was traumatic because I didn't have any clothes. I didn't have my backpack. I, oh, well, I mean, I had my backpack with my books, but like I had nothing. And so we they got didn't there. even let you collect no. clothes. They just scooped you out of the house. Like, yeah. I was at school and they said, oh, it's crazy. So I was at school and I was supposed to go to my friend's house. She was a Jehovah's Witness too. And we were like, this never happens. It was like, God, it was the worst timing ever. I was supposed to go to her house and they were like, Alicia Heights and April Heights, please come to the office, please. And I'm like, I already knew what it was because yeah. we had defects. just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Please bring your books and your backpack totally obvious right. so I go in there and I tried to like run out of the room and our principal was standing right there <laughs> he would not let me go through uh they told us basically that we were our mom had signed the papers we were a ward of the state oh my god yeah and I and in my head you know I knew that or I was taught that the um you know, foster care, police officers, that they were bad people. So I was trying to run away from the bad people. I never was taught that the police and all that were bad. Well, I grew up in a very abusive family. <laughs> I was yeah. told that they were bad. We had them coming at our house all the time. So if we, they asked us why we had welts on our butts, it was because we fell off our bike or we ran through the weeds and something smacked us or something. What? So, yeah, we were, yeah, I was scared to death. Um, but anyway, so when they told us, I, my heart sank. I felt like I had failed actually. 
Um, and I went to go run and it was our principal. He was standing there and he's this huge dude. I mean, like wreck it Ralph dude standing there at the door. And I tried to get through him. I couldn't. Um, and then they put us all in our cars, but my sister Heather was put in a separate car because she was the one that had stabbed and, and they thought that she was the abusive one. And so well, we who, were, who, they, who's they? So the police, the social worker, the, the you know, I, I was, why would they think she's abusive for defending yourself? Right. Cause the story was that she had stabbed him. You know, they didn't know the whole story. It was still under investigation, oh, and I'm sure... They didn't know the... Uh, circumstance. What your brother was doing to you guys yet. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And my family didn't know that she was going to... Thank God. I, You know, I don't know if she knows it, but thank God she was the one that, like, unraveled the wrapping. She mm-hmm. was the one that said, this is why I'm doing this, because he's doing this to my sister's. Do, do you and your sister still talk or? No, because they're my older sister's still in the organization and they tell her what to believe and what to say and what to do. And they told her to say that what happened didn't happen and she was okay with it. And so is my younger sister. But I gave DNA evidence and DNA does not lie. So I'm not going to lie. Why did they tell her not to, to like recant her story? Because it will bring, as the famous words, yeah. reproach upon Jehovah. And so. But don't they, nobody think, sits there and thinks God can take care of himself. Like God can protect his own name. Correct. It's the God. It's God. But we're the ones to destroy it is in their eyes. And so that's what they said, you know, basically keep it in the family Um, I actually told my, I told my grandma, um, she was the one who raised me and I told her, you know, what was happening. And she told me, you know, don't tell anybody, you know, keep it, keep it in the family. Don't, don't bring reproach upon Jehovah. Uh, you know, if, if you say something, it's your fault kind of thing. And so I didn't, I didn't say any, you know, I, 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 I took it as that, you know, my grandma was like, somebody you admired and yeah trusted yeah so so i mean i i see that it's affecting you emotionally (laughs) in this in this moment which of course of course why not why would it not but i ask that because i mean i see how much you know that moment affected you so Mm. if it did really make that much of an impression on you why did you choose still to say no i'm gonna tell the truth in court so, you know, for the longest time, I didn't say anything. My brother, he held us, you know, captive for 11 years. He would tell us, if you say anything, I'll tell them that you, it felt good. But I mean, when you have certain things, it's supposed to, you know, though it's supposed to feel good. And I felt guilty for it. And the longest time, even when I was in foster care, I didn't, I didn't understand that yet. It was until I went into well, therapy. That's just physics. I know, I know. But yeah. as a young person, I right. didn't know that. And he held me captive over that. Right. You know, I'll tell them that you liked it. And I, and I, and I did, and I felt bad about that. Right. And so I didn't say anything. I was like, it was like, I was, um, handicapped. I couldn't say anything. And for me, I was like, I was your goody two shoe. Like, right you know, <laughs> the kingdom hall. Right. 
And I wouldn't pray to Jehovah at night because I didn't feel worthy to. I felt like I was filthy. So I would be ones on assembly parts and I wouldn't say a prayer the night before because I felt like I was too dirty to to pray to God, to ask him for guidance and and to, to help me, you know, to do what I had to do the next day, you know, on an assembly or whatever, you know, I felt dirty. You know, I think um, a lot of, you know, this happened to so many kids. And, you know, what I'm learning in just in my psychology class is that um, there's a level of exploration that um, all children kind of realize um, that they want to do, even at, you know, very young and as minors. Um, And two things about that exploration is normal especially you know I mean it's there it's on you you're gonna discover things and parts and just stuff like that smells looks things whatever um and I think outside in and then you you start to realize like other people you know have the same curiosities or whatever um and I think uh that the lack of conversation about what is appropriate and what is not with parents and children inside cult organizations um, is one of the main factors as to why this curiosity with children, um, why they don't hand, why children don't handle their curiosity correctly, um, because there's a healthy way of thinking about yourself and your body and um what to do with it and then there's a not healthy way and then you know it's funny because some people don't put a lot of like importance on how a minor abusing a minor can still be abuse and um you know your brother probably was not of age when this started no and so there's also um, a, a factor of um, being undereducated when it comes to mm-hmm. that that is abuse still, even though he's not an adult. Um, because where we define it as psychologists is um, even though the abuser is of older, um, even even if they're younger, sometimes it happens where an abuser is a year younger and really what it is is it's the person who is mentally grown to a point where they know how to manipulate another person that's what defines the abuse and um because you know um that person doesn't connect does not understand the societal norm that this is inappropriate whether that be from a lack of communication with their parent or because they don't care it's one of the two But I think in cult organizations, it's largely due to lack of communication between parents and children about these things. Mm -hmm. And um, because there's such a high concentration of this that happens. And to your point, you know, that you felt um, dirty before God, you know, because because the actual result of something physical was a pleasurable feeling. You weren't as educated by your family 
to a point where you know like this is just a mechanical response and you know like that happened to me something really similar happened to me as well and I carried that same feeling of like you know my eyes were I was molested at four by a um, teenage girl which was my mom's bible studies kid and um, it like awakened this Mm -hmm. fixation or this drive I guess too young Mm -hmm. and so I had a relationship with a you know my best friend for like seven years very young and I always had that like guilt feeling in my head you know that I was also like you said Mm -hmm. and they don't because you can't talk about these you can't go to your parents and be like I feel like this I feel like Mm -hmm. that this happened and it makes me feel this way because they're so excuse me they're so uncomfortable with it my mom to this day she's the one who caught the teenage girl and my mom to this day denies it even happened did you feel like different when it happened to you like did you know like or feel like oh this isn't right or I'm just curious because like I felt that way and I just I don't know if it was if it's the same with everybody or if it's different or at four in that moment no I did not I remember it as a very marked thing Mm -hmm. that happened in my life because I mean because I I mean I think there is something in you that tells you like oh this isn't mom and dad this Mm -hmm. is just something isn't uh right yeah um but I didn't feel um wrong for it at that age um it happened to me several more times um through like uh below below 12 right and during those years I did feel like I shouldn't be letting this happen but I didn't know what else to do really right in those moments so no 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 it's rare that I get to answer questions people ask about me <laughs> I, know, I was like am I allowed to ask this I just had to know I just I just had to ask you well, know there's I've com- always wondered because I felt you know I I just feel that was one of the my the things that I I had to deal with was feeling guilty because when I was four like I don't know why maybe everybody's different but I felt like I was I was wrong, you know, and and then I felt guilty allowing that to happen. And then every time he tricked me, like he would say, oh, let's go play, you know, poker. And I always I was always winning. I don't know if he let me win or not, but I don't know. But anyway, I I always I just I just felt guilty. And I was okay. How break that down to me? Like, let's go play poker. Let's go play poker. And then you won. And then. How, I mean, the psychology behind him making you win is, to, you know, yeah. we know why he did that. That's to, you know, get yeah. you in a certain mind frame. Yeah. So if I won and whatnot, I mean, I was at that time when I was playing poker and winning and whatnot, I was, you know, my grandma had a house. It was a ranch house. So we were at the very end in, of the house, this, you know, single story house. And my mom would be at work. My grandma, she she wore hearing aids. And she would have the TV up so loud that I couldn't even understand what they were saying. And I don't wear hearing aids, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, she couldn't hear, basically, she couldn't hear crap. <laughs> um, but he would, I would believe him every single time. And I would go in there and he'd have the, you know, the game out. I, I don't know if he let me win or not to this day. I don't know. 
but I would I would believe him and then he would take he would take the you know basically it was like when you're lifting weights what is it the 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 bar the the dumbbells well no the main the bit the main big one when you're like heavy lifting he knows producer ryan knows yeah it's the barbell the barbell (laughs) yeah so we would take that and we put it from his door to his bed so nobody could get in and i would be screaming bloody mary at the top of my how lungs. Could your, how could they not hear you? My mom wasn't there. My grandma can't hear jack oh. crap. You could oh, take pots I, oh, and yeah. pans and okay. she wouldn't hear it. You yeah. know, the freaking cows would hear it, you know, mm-hmm. and I would get out and finally escape and I would see the cows were there for my defense, but my <laughs> grandma wasn't there. She was still trying to figure not, out. Not to make light of saying. your situation, but that is funny, like <laughs> that the animals would hear you screaming. So, they would. So can I, so Sorry. <laughs> you, you said that, so your brother was doing this to you and also both your other sisters, correct? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm imagining that, you know, he was trying to keep it hidden from all of y'all. At, at what point? Like, well, Did what, all three yeah, of you I, 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 discover what, it was yeah. happening so, to all three of you? Okay, so like my younger sister, Heather, he didn't bother her as much. I don't know why, but my twin sister and I, it was us. And like he would, I remember because we shared bedrooms. You know, all three of us girls slept in the same bed or bedroom. And I would hear him, you know, and messing with my twin sister. I remember when my little sister was in a crib. Oh and she God. was too little to like do anything. And he would be messing with my twin sister. That's how screwed up it is. And then I remember when I had, you know, my twin sister was old enough to have a freaking driver's license and he was still messing with us, you know? Um, and it was just one of those things where, I mean, cause it happened when I was so young and it just happened all the time. It wasn't like once a month. It was like daily. He would just, it was, you know, when you guys watch at seven o'clock, eight o'clock, um, it's, uh, what is it where they spin the wheel and it's wheel of fortune, the wheel of fortune and the jeopardy when that comes on. Yeah. That was when we got abused. So I can't watch the wheel of fortune and jeopardy because it brings back too much that that when that came on during prime time that was when me and my twin sister were being abused and that was a on a daily basis your brother you know i hope that he i know he's out of prison now mm-hmm. i hope that he is getting he shouldn't be but yeah right well you know a predator that's why i'm going into forensic psychology because i feel like mm-hmm. these people need to have their brain rearranged mm-hmm. um because there's something wrong there when, when a child that young um needs to be satisfied to satisfy that part of themselves every single day mm-hmm. there's something biologically not right with him and also you know he mentions what he sees on tv and different things like that so there's obviously environmental things um you know and i would be curious to find out you know what exactly was going on the story between your mom and your dad because mm-hmm. um children don't hurt others unless they're not somehow hurt themselves so he did claim that actually um i found out you know i was in foster care so i basically i had a casa worker which is basically where um somebody steps in for the foster kids during this you know a trial um and so they represent you um but in the meantime during the trial and you know all this stuff my brother said that he was abused by his cousin. Um, and uh, it just, 
Uh, my cousin was apparently abused as well by family members. When I got out of foster care, my uh, one of my cousins, who's a female, she came up to me and said, you know, basically, who's my uncle, my mom's brother, that he had abused her. And she told me, you know, just so you know, I have to see him every day. You just have to make peace with it, Alicia. You have to make peace with it. But and nobody sits there and wonders, like, what can we do for this person who's no. going around hurting people? Like, they need to be, if you're not going to tell the authorities, at least get them in psychological therapy. No, it's how to cover up the abuser. So it's... Why do you think they're so focused on just covering up rather than covering up and getting the abuser help? Like taking them to get help? Because if, if they took them to get help, then more abusers would come out and then more people who've been abused would come out as well. That's, I mean... They they covered up that th- they are so deep. That's what happened with my so best deep. friend, my childhood best friend Olivia. She just her brother did that to her and her sister, you know, mm-hmm. for years and years and years and years. And then our mutual best friend, I found out that her and her brother did that. It's but, usually yeah. But her the the other friend, her and her brother, that was more of a mutual thing. So that really wasn't you know kind of. That was <laughs> that was some Game of Thrones stuff, but um, uh, my my best friend, best friend, my childhood best friend, Olivia. She, you know, and then guess what ends up happening? Her brother ends up doing the same thing to an underage girl, to his wife's, to his, basically his wife's sister, who was way underage later in life. You know, they, they ignore it. The family ignores it. They shove it under the rug and then something bad happens later. And then this this guy is sitting in the kingdom hall, which is the Jehovah's Witness place of worship, like a church, around other little kids mm. and around other attractive teenage women and, you know, has daughters of his own. And it's like nobody and nobody is allowed to know that there is a, a pedophile mm. in their midst. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's scary. The that that makes me so upset. You know, the fact that my brother took a 15-year plea bargain. He took a plea bargain. So basically, he didn't admit to anything. He just took a bargain. He yeah. was looking at over 100 years of of prison time because of how many? Yes. How many? Three of you. Because well, there were three. Well, the mo- the majority of it was me and my twin sister, but yeah, there was three of us for a lot of stuff, but then me and my sister were the more like, you know, sodomy and, and incest and all that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. He did he Yeah. Oh. I'm yeah, so sorry. It was all, it's all over the news. Yeah, it was bad. Um, so he, he did it all. He did, he did it all. And he didn't say sorry. He didn't admit to it. He didn't do anything. He just took, his lawyer took a plea bargain and said 15 years. You know what? I, I took 15 years of that crap. He needs to take 15 times 10. I'm sorry, but that you don't have to be. I'm sorry. You don't I mean, have to be sorry for that. Yeah, I mean it, it's just disgusting. And and he he took and it wasn't even 15 years. It was 13 years because mm-hmm. it was good behavior. What about my good behavior? Right. Why didn't I get 13 years? I think it's you know a, yeah for sure. He got I, 13 years. I didn't get anything. Right. They didn't do anything. You didn't even get help. Him. Nobody got nothing out of this. No. I think it's important that we we don't have much time left before the break Sorry. but no no before the break but i'm just i'm just i'm glad we talked about all this we didn't know this is going to go in this direction <laughs> but it's okay it's good because this is the kind of things that people email us about people 
talk about on the XJW forums constantly these experiences, what to do with the feelings, Mm -hmm. um, if they're alone, you know, and having other people to reach out to, to know, I know what you're going through. That's how you help each other get through all this stuff and heal, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I think it's really commendable for you to talk about, you know, this, um, this covered up, you know, almost conspiracy within the JW organization to hide pedophilia and molestation. And, and, you know, it's really brave of you to, to talk about really these really intimate scarring moments, Mm -hmm. you know, it's for other people's benefit. Yeah. And Um, the whole time this is going on during court and trial and everything, your parents are on his side. Yeah. They're defending him. They're saying she mm -hmm. is making it up. Yes. So even if he wouldn't have admitted to it, your parents being on your side probably would have got him put in at least a hell of a lot longer, if not life. You know, I understand loving your children. I always say, you know, because since we're shunned by our family, we know what it's like to be treated, you know, like you don't exist. You know, I say to my friends that are not in it, you know, I don't care if my kids committed serial killing i would want them in jail mm-hmm. to protect other people from losing their life but i would still go and see my child there's nothing right. wrong with loving your kid but you need to recognize your child for what they are if they're a monster you need to get them help that doesn't mean you don't have to stop loving them or being there for them you can you can be involved in their treatment because that's what a good parent should mm-hmm. do you know help them but you have to know what they are in order to be able to do that. And when you have an organization dangling your eternal soul over you all the time, how can they see anything other than that? Right. How can they make good judgments? Right. And also, he was a male. He was a male, you know. So oh, it true. was, you know, and even my dad said this to me. And, and I mean, he wasn't trying to be mean or anything, but it just struck your dad out now. Yeah, so. he's out. And he said, you know, this was my only my firstborn son. Mm-hmm. It was his son. And, 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 you know, you just have that attachment as a father, you know, when you have a, your firstborn boy and just like football, baseball and he I'm was sure like, was how can I go against him and my three daughters? Like it was, he was torn. Yeah. It, I can't it's, imagine being put in that position yeah. where you have daughters saying but, this about your son, your ch- children, one child doing something horrible to another child. I mean, how, it's like we, yeah, we watched this movie called The Good Son um, mm-hmm. with Macaulay Culkin and mm-hmm. uh, you seen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the mom had to make a decision. Do I let my child die because he's a murderer or save mm-hmm. This kid, I don't know that I barely know, my nephew. And you just kind of like think, you know, what in the hell, man? That's like, that's some hardcore situation to be put in. Yeah. You know, how do you choose between your children? You know, you know, at the end of the day, um, for me, I think I will err on the side of caution, take the victim's side and make the, make the law prove if it's true or not true. But I don't think I would have the balls to say, I don't believe you. That's a that's a hefty accusation to make to be lying about. Or prove it to me. Yeah. Prove it. Yeah. yeah something. Give so, me the evidence. Yeah. I'm not going to say I don't believe you, but let me see. Yeah. That's. But, yeah. Because I don't think anybody's. I mean, it's a lot. Okay. If you're going to lie about being molested, that's a whole other problem mm-hmm. in itself. Who does 
that though like as a kid you know like who even knows to like say what you know it's just well well neon is dealing with uh, a situation in her school where there's a girl that might c- could possibly be making things claims like that up against her brother you know nobody really wants to say oh my gosh you're lying but it kind of starts to look like certain things which still tells you you feel bad for the girl because she's obviously is not getting love and attention and she's acting out in this way to feel like somebody cares um but most people don't do that right you know because most people don't have mental disorders you know right i mean some most people have a measure of you know mental imperfection but most people aren't evil go ahead um she seeks attention a lot like making crazy stories up so what um like mental problem would that be like always like wanting attention making crazy stories up it's called malingering it's called it's called malingering so um talk close into the mic but don't breathe into the mic I'm bad about that. Yeah, well, plus you have that. a cold, so it's probably yeah. kind of hard. Um, pe- people malinger. It's called. It's just exactly that. Making a um a, a show out of certain um uh ailments or or being stricken with certain curses or this that and the other misfortune in order to gain in order to produce the desired results from other people to get um the attention that they feel like will validate whatever their main concerns are it's called malingering yeah like uh she made up this thing about vomiting blood (laughs) it's crazy passing out she the basis of it to be very simple is she just she doesn't she doesn't feel loved so she makes Uh -uh. up a lot of stories to to feel like someone cares about her and usually people who don't feel loved will come up with stories like that like involving illnesses or faking diseases or losing pregnancies and this like to 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 to, they're searching for compassion from from other people because they're probably not getting it at home and again, the stories have to get bigger and bigger and bigger as right. time goes on. I'm sure it didn't becomes start an addiction. Out. It becomes an addiction. I'm sure it didn't yeah. start out as yeah. molestation and blood. It was probably I had a cold. I got first place in a video game, and then it just goes. She, yeah. uh, I don't know to believe her because she's been making up all these lies. But apparently, her bro- her uh, dad was like murdered or something with poison yeah and it becomes yeah it becomes a point where you don't know what to believe or not yeah i don't know know if it's even shooting themselves in the foot by making up stories to get the attention but then when something really does happen then people at this point are like i don't even know whether to believe you but that's obviously not the case for for Uh -uh. alicia here (laughs) right (laughs) but um yeah so we're gonna go to break soon uh, in a couple minutes so i just want to say thank you for sticking with us so far um we just talked about a really heavy topic and it's one that is uh commonly constantly brought up in the xjw communities such as the vast apostate army um if you go to type that in in facebook you'll find you know a support group there the xjw community on on uh, facebook as well um, I think, what's the Vast Apostate Army website? Is it just the Vast Apostate Army.com? I'll look it up I'm, real quick. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. You'll find um, different um, um, avenues to kind of reach out with other people who have gone through similar stories. 
But the biggest thing right now going on in the JW community in the news is the pedophilia. And that is also what the Catholic Church is dealing with, which we do plan on talking about, which we were going to talk about tonight. But we kind of took an impromptu podcast to celebrate, like, you know, being together and having our first holiday together. But yes, it is the vastapostateArmy.com. This is for uh, survivor survivors, whistleblowers, and truth tellers. Um, when with regards to the um, Jehovah's Witness cult, of course, if you're not a Jehovah's Witness and you're part of another high control group and you're trying to get out or have left and you are needing support emotionally and mentally, you can also check that out. You can listen to our podcast um, where we'll cover a variety of topics. When we come back from break, we're actually going to talk some science stuff. Um, mm. And then, yeah. And um you can also check out my uh, uh, pod, my um, live streams I do on YouTube. It's just Luna Whispers. You'll see me with the blue wig. They're cool. There's another Luna Whispers on there. Don't be confused. I have the bigger numbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do that every Tuesday night. And uh, we, let's see, what else? Uh, Twitter. What's my Twitter? Go ahead, Neon Planet. Oh, she forgot. At podcast. No, not under at podcast C O T M. Is it that? At podcast C O T M. Yeah. Oh, I think it's at C C O T M underscore podcast. I think that's well, what it the, is. Well the tag is different for some reason. It doesn't let you change it. Okay, check it out. Yeah. Um figure yeah. it out and give us w- what it is correctly. I'm not sure. I thought it was at C O T M underscore podcast. That's I don't know. The We're name. just setting up. That's how you find us, right? Um, at? No, at podcast cotm. They switched it. Yeah, I they don't even understand how this Twitter works no anymore. No underscore. We put in cotm underscore podcast as our name, and I don't know. She's saying it's all backwards and stuff. Yeah, it says at podcast cotm. All right, what's our email? Uh, Catalyst of the Mind Podcast at gmail dot com. Send us emails there. I we typically always ask for stuff, and I love the emails that I get. I love reading the questions that people ask for advice for, the stories that people tell us. The last one that we put out on our YouTube live was, hey, what is your weirdest local needs talk that you guys ever got? (laughs) Or what was your weirdest uh, shepherding call that you guys ever received? We got some emails, and they are all hilarious because if there's a local needs talk, that means that whatever the weird subject was about, there was something happening related to and that it was needed. And just seeing how different things are on a regional level that you got a shepherding talk uh, call for that. (laughs) Really? So a shepherding call is like when the local elders of a church of the Jehovah's Church come to your home to encourage you spiritually to make sure you don't keep effing up. Yay. Um, A local need does the same thing where they don't want to call people out by name at the church, but they have a talk about how to straighten up in regards to a group of people doing a bad thing. But anyway, so that that YouTube live is more focused only on JW stuff. Um, just so happens that each these first three podcasts are on JW stuff, but we are going to try to cover way more topics. Also, <laughs> if you want to sponsor our podcast and get a shout out, um, you can go to Patreon account. It's Patreon Catalyst of the Mind. Uh, Patreon.com slash Catalyst of the Mind. All right. See you in a few minutes.
Stuck listening to that, what the kids call a straight fire. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so funny because 
we, that song just i mean we make music just for fun you know yeah. on the side um and so i love george michael i think he's just ugh, i love him amazing Unintended. Yes. I think he's amazing. Yeah. You sound just like the girl in the song. I think it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so he's awesome. And we decided to do this cover um, of the song. And so we wanted to do like a rapper collaboration. And there's just one on there. I just, every time I hear it, I cringe. <laughs> I cringe. I cringe. <laughs> this one verse. Ryan had to take his headphones off during it um so we apologize for that one crappy rapper yes 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 um anyway we want to redo it maybe we can get a better one (laughs) all right so we have um you're probably not just now joining us because this isn't one of those like live shows but just to recap we have alicia she is a childhood friend of mine i say childhood Late teen friendhood friend of mine. Feels like childhood. Though. It does. It really does. Feels like we've known each other forever. She was sharing her story of um, uh, she's an extra hopeless witness and sharing her story of abuse and how well it just played a part in her awakening. And um, she wanted to talk about it just to bring awareness to the practices of the cult and hopefully that other people will also, um, other people will also you know speak up and um, make this more in the u.s we need to we need it's 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 becoming very um major news in the uk um but we need to it needs to have more of a voice here in the united states um and then we have neon planet on the show hello so she's on because we're going to be talking about some science stuff on this half of the show yeah but before we move on did you guys know that um. Uh, one of P Diddy's baby mama died. What? Two, two days ago. No. How yeah. many baby mamas what? does he have? Well, I don't know, but Kim Porter, she died. Um, like ten days ago. Of what? Pneumonia slash the flu. Oh, that's code for something. No, she really. That was really it. She really? did. Yeah, it says that uh, the Los Angeles police were called to her house in. Toluca Lake around 11:30, where she was found unresponsive, and that her cause of death wasn't immediately clear. But according to TMZ, had been suffering from the flu or pneumonia for f- several weeks. How do they not know that? Well, what? they're saying they didn't know at first. I feel like the flu has been getting like it's stronger and crazier lately. I heard about a like I don't know eight year old, nine year old that died. Um, because of the flu, one of my teachers knew him actually. He she he was in her neighborhood, and uh, he died because kiss of the mic, kiss the mic <laughs> when you talk. He died because of the flu, and it's getting what really neighborhood? Bad. I don't know her neighborhood where she lives in. Is it's my science teacher. Oh, so this happened in locally. Yeah. Oh my gosh! A couple months ago. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, an eight-year-old kid. Yeah, somewhere around that age. So, wow. Yeah. Are you are you guys? How do you feel about vaccines, oh. Alicia? <laughs> okay, so I grew up. You know, most Jehovah's Witnesses. It's <laughs> <laughs> always going to come back down to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody or anything like that. Ah, who cares? But I don't care about okay, that. Okay, so I grew up like just eating dirt and you know not taking vaccines and just. 
we didn't that was it you know like but here's the thing i got the flu every year i I think everybody's different Mm -hmm. i got the flu every year and i was super super sick i was hospitalized a couple times and when i was pregnant i was told to get the flu vaccine i'd never gotten it Mm -hmm. and i got it for me it worked i didn't get the flu for the first time ever wait so your family didn't get shots because of being a jehovah's witness yeah wow that's crazy because my family i grew up jehovah's witness and we got shots yeah we did not get shots our family was a little i guess odd (laughs) we were like the nazarites i guess i don't know we didn't get vaccines we didn't you know go to the doctor we well i mean we would go to the doctor if we were like about to die but all right we just yeah so So but yeah how do you feel about it now I believe in getting the vaccine and I know a lot of, and that's a really, really big topic. I, if you don't get the vaccine, I completely understand you a hundred percent. I'm not one of those people that just pushes it like, Oh, you have to get it. Some people it's worth it. Some people it's not for me. It is. I, you know, all my life I was getting sick, throwing up every year. Like I should have been hospitalized every year. It was bad. And then I stopped as soon as I was pregnant with Sasha and I got my, vaccination i haven't got the flu and so for me it works so i'm a big pusher in it if it works for you if it doesn't then don't do it but i'm not going to judge anyone if you don't want to do it don't do it you know that's you i feel like i've only gotten the flu like twice in my life and then when i would get the flu shot i'd have like a severe cold like right after what do you mean were you like sick when you got the flu shot though like if your immune system is compromised in any sort of way and you get the flu shot, it's going to affect it. I don't know. It's hard to say because I got diagnosed with fibromyalgia like right. five years ago. So that's probably why I would get the, mm-hmm. the severe cold after the flu shot. Um, but I haven't had the flu commonly. I mean, I get colds. Nothing yeah. super crazy severe. But with my children, I put a pause on the vaccines because I feel like they might have my genetics with... Mm-hmm immune system stuff because like they're showing telltale signs that i showed growing up like the eczema Mm -hmm. you know flaring really bad growing up i always had eczema and just different things like they have eczema and food allergies and i had food allergies like just different things would show up and you know when i would get the the vaccine for the flu i don't remember my vaccines for like standard stuff like to go to school Mm-hmm. But I remember like, oh, I'm going to go get the flu shot. And then I would get like a bad cold. Well, I, when I got her, uh, my oldest daughter, when I got her, um, the last round of shots she got, she was almost one and she got like six of them in one day. Mm-hmm. And she developed like this rash from head to toe. And after that, it's been just eczema, allergy, eczema, allergy, this allergy, that allergy, this. So I feel like I've been scared off of getting vaccines. I hear you. Everybody's different, you know. Everybody's different. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I like with my daughter Sasha, like I felt so guilty like when I first got the mm-hmm. the vaccination. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god, it's poison going in me," you know. Right. And it and it's different. And it is um and even when she was born and she gets and she got like all those vaccinations. Oh my god, that's so bad when they like poke them and they're like screaming oh, and you're looking yeah. at them like, ah. "I'm sorry, I'm letting them do this here. Yeah, I'm <laughs> doing it on the base of science, you know." And then she would have like this lump like because she has mm-hmm. sensitive skin and mm-hmm. so she would like sometimes get like a lump like the size of a golf ball you know like I mm. felt horrible about that so I I, I totally get it you know yeah. but I mean on the other hand the golf ball would go down and that was it and that's all we had you know with her there's other people that have worse reactions and it's just one of those things you know you have to just put you know what is the the, the risk yeah. outweigh the pros and cons yeah you know and it, that's a touchy subject oh, i know because there's people like uh my friend nicole she calls them keyboard warriors <laughs> like you say something online and then mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're so brave behind the screen or on the phone to just blast you and say judge you and say all kinds of horrible things but i just feel like i want to i feel like when i got vaccines as a kid um they weren't as good as maybe they are today or as clean as they are today and also we didn't understand them like we do now and I feel like that maybe contributed to my immune mm-hmm. disorder of fibromyalgia mm-hmm. um so I feel like with the kids I just kind of want to wait and you know I wanted to wait until their bodies are more developed yeah. so I think my oldest or I'm, we're gonna go ahead and go with go ahead with the seventh grade shots um, I can't believe I have a seventh grader. It's not like 20 almost. shots, though, you know. It's just a few, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's not. Really I just feel like, hmm, maybe I should just let their Don't bodies. <laughs> what does the flu shot do? Does it, like, weaken your immune system to where, like, you get sick easily? Like, people no. say they get sick. What happens? Well, it's in, in, in it's supposed to work like this. So you have a synthetic version or a dead version. <sighs> or weakened version of a virus that's so weak or dead that the body uh, still recognizes it as an intruder when it's injected in you, but the body develops antigens that um, now give the body capabilities of um, kicking it out of your system without it making you ill. So in normal life, like if you don't have a vaccine and you get exposed to influenza, you're going to get a very, like, uh, a living, active, strong virus, you know. You get exposed to influenza, you get sick, you recover, but now your body has a print in your DNA, and in your, you know, your, your body develops little soldiers that now, you know, your white cells and your antigens that, now can next time you come in contact with that particular that has to be the exact virus that exact virus Mm -hmm. the next infection is either non-existent symptomatically or very mild yeah so so the vaccine makes it without having to get sick and go through it in theory for most people Mm -hmm. some people do get sick though you know and that's just kind of the luck of the draw yeah Mm. but um for most people they don't however if you already have a, an immune system issue, you know, it can make you get sick, but it's kind of hard to tell 
as babies if you have an immune system issue because babies do have weakened immune systems anyway. So I just have opted to just wait until my kids are a little older. You don't get really bad sick where you can like, you know, die. That's rare. No. It's okay. rare. Okay. No, and the, the thing is, is it, it morphs every year too. So yeah. they're like trying, they get like the most popular strands that are going around and then you get your shot and hopefully sometimes it's a bogus. Like, you know, you get the shot and uh, it doesn't help you that year. Doesn't <laughs> you know? work. Yeah. yeah. That but is one thing that is a real concern. Mm-hmm. That is the void of emotions or feelings, anti-vax or pro-vax or so much, so much crap. As that is that point is that these viruses, these germs, they are living organisms and they want to live as much as humans do. Mm-hmm. So the more we keep trying to... Uh, it's evolution. Yeah, the more we try and proactively try and kill them before it happens, they develop into stronger and stronger strains. And that is one of the things that medical science is worried about is saying, hey, the more we keep killing the most common thing, they've realized the trend that every time we come up with a new vaccine, we have to make it stronger and stronger. Eventually, yeah. it's going to get to the point to where, where the vaccine will kill you the, the because bo- we're living bodies. I mean, we can only handle so much toxin. Yeah, so that that is something that is a, a true concern. So the argument is, are we better off just leaving things, take its natural course? Natural or selection. Or are we <laughs> yeah. going to keep developing these these crazy-ass things, you know, that are becoming an issue? Because yeah. now you got to think about countries that don't get vaccines. Right. A common cold to an American now going over to another country will we'll eradicate everything like Columbus did, you know? Because like an underdeveloped country. Yeah. Is their immune systems weaker? Well, they haven't we- been exposed different. to it, so their yeah, body doesn't like, have the map. And they to didn't deal have the it. gradual ramp up of this cold to this cold to another cold. They're just used to nothing, and then they get our super strains. And that's even happened right. with HIV and AIDS. Mm-hmm. There's, well, AIDS is not AIDS is not a virus. AIDS is a disorder mm-hmm. caused by viruses. Mm-hmm. So Remember, we just l- I just learned that gotcha. AIDS can be caused by n- more than just HIV. Gotcha. So wait, disorder? I thought it was just stuff in your brain that's messed up. A disorder is any 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 organ in your body that is ill. Yeah. Oh, so like your kidney not working could be a disorder. Disease or disorder, nope. same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's a good point. You know, you just kind of wonder like, how much did you let? nature take its course versus intervention and you know one thing I would again keep bringing up you know my classes and my schooling and stuff but I'm learning a lot about you know just the field of research and one thing I had a doctor tell me my OBGYN when I was pregnant you know about having the baby and medication and stuff like that he I wanted medicine or something for the pain and he looked at me and he's like I know it hurts but he goes you know one intervention leads to another intervention which leads to another intervention which leads to another because it's just going to be a domino effect and you're really at a point where you need to just try to cope and blah 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 and I appreciated that fast forward now nine years later you know and I'm studying you know for research psychology and I'm really learning how true that is, just how one intervention leads to another and another and another. And you have to make the next intervention smarter and stronger than the previous one. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's scary to think, oh, well, well, just let people die. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Just let nature take its course. But maybe that might be smarter for the human race in the long run. 
the the bacteria and like the viruses and stuff could get so strong that even a couple of days it could kill you. What if they inhabited the earth over us? You know, maybe they grow to a point where they're huge or mm-hmm. maybe you never know which direction evolution will take and it's all because our desire to live, which is fine. I mean, we have it. We're going to keep trying to live. Everything does it. Everything tries to that's the main goal to stay alive. You know, I'll give this example. I'm not that old. I'm 32. And when's the last time you heard a kid who had chicken pox? My kids, neither of them have no. had chicken pox. We're the same age. We all had chicken pox. Not only did we all have, everyone had and to get it. And it's funny because. And there was pox parties, remember? Well, yeah. but, but to this point, <laughs> we got vaccinated for chicken pox, but we still got it. Correct, because the vaccine. My uh, kids have not gotten vaccinated for it, and they haven't gotten it. The vac- and I have a 12-year-old and a 6-year-old, almost. They haven't gotten it, and we've put them around. We've put them out there. They haven't gotten it. It's just, it's it's very peculiar, you know, just really, is it the vaccine, or is it the person's genetic predisposition for disease? What is it? What if your immune system's getting stronger because you're not taking, like, any, uh, like crutches like you know like something to crutches. support it like mm-hmm. something like that so your immune system learns to deal with it like by itself like if you get a cold and you don't take a lot of medicine so that your body can learn to naturally like fight it off and as you have a stronger. cold talking hilarious yeah <laughs> um well the funny thing about that is with viruses you have to have exposure to it in order to have the soldiers inside your body to fight it no, <laughs> it's kind it's of like when you're <coughs> sorry sorry no, it's like just like if you look back just like 50 years or maybe even less, humans, especially in Western culture, we don't know how to deal with anything anymore. If you go to a doctor, if you go to get your teeth cleaned, <laughs> anything, the first thing you say is, is it going to hurt? What are you going to give me so it doesn't hurt? Humans don't know how to, we don't know, how, we don't know how to handle anything. That's kind of what you were saying. Yeah, so now we're all getting yeah. vaccines and w- I, I understand the point you're saying about the crutches. Yeah, if, if you hurt your leg and you're always on crutches, if you're never putting your full weight, your support on it, you're never going to yeah. learn to get better. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening. So one of the arguments the that people... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, just that natural selection needs to kind of happen to keep these viruses from becoming superbugs. Like, you know, yes, some people might die from the exposure, but at the same time, the virus isn't going to be learning how to manipulate it's you know evolving into a stronger strain to survive whatever exactly and what happens now back to the it's chi- a catch-22 what do you do back to the chicken pox things i had chicken pox so i had that, it too that means if i ever get exposed did to you that get it no no. <laughs> I don't want it. no if i ever get exposed to the chicken pox virus when i'm older you could die. I I, uh, I could I could die. You could but, die. But someone who got vaccinated, who never went through it, if they get chicken pox older, their death rate is like eighty six percent higher. Oh, it is like some, it's some crazy <laughs> high number. Yeah, and but she never. Well, I mean, it's just it doesn't exist though. Like nobody gets chicken pox anymore in this country, and that's the problem. People in other countries, when they bring it over and they expose an adult to it who never had it, their mortality rate is way low. Yeah, they 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 died a much higher rate. So as long as you stay within your own, you're okay. But that's the issue. The whole world isn't. Get, we're not evenly getting this distributed. Well, so I mean, chickenpox is pretty basic. I mean, I think a lot yeah. of countries are getting the chickenpox vaccine. So do you yeah. think we should just have a big like United States chickenpox party? party? <laughs> well, I think it would be it would be like it would be like um, 
It would be like needing just to test. designate a day every I year. I don't know. Where are you getting your information from? That sounds like a bold claim. Oh, I was yeah. listening to this on uh, on the doctor's podcast. So they, they seem to be a pretty uh, credible source. What did they say exactly? They said that it, so if you and I, someone who has had chicken pox, naturally when you go through it, when you get it older... Yeah, you can die, but you will more it than like turns into shingles. Turns into usually. shingles, exactly. Oh yeah, shingles. But but it's 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 ma- it's pain management. It's sorry, it's pain management, and most people will live through it. People who have not gotten chickenpox, if they get exposed to chickenpox when they're older, since their body didn't go through it and fight it, they are eighty six percent more likely only if they're to die. from my mm-hmm. education in in school. Mm-hmm. That's only if they're like an advanced age person. Mm. That if you ca- if you catch it b- between your tw- you know twenties and forties or f- even fifties that you should be okay because you're pretty vital. So then maybe they should make it like the day after Thanksgiving Turkey Day should be Chicken <laughs> Pox Day for <laughs> if you're between the <laughs> yeah, ages right. of twenty and forty. Everyone come rub on each other. You all come have on, to just get sick. go rub and you got like yeah, a few a days of vacation a- to get over it <laughs> and then we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? I still have a chicken pox scar on my inner thigh, like from when I was five. It, it, it was so deep that I still have that scar at 33. Yeah. What I was going to say about like the how your immune system system doesn't grow strong if you like avoid it. Um, a good example would be like if you go to the gym for the first time, your first time you'll get like, you know, sores, blisters. Speak into the mic. Sores, blisters on your hands. Um, if you don't ever, like, if you wear gloves and stuff, you will never form calluses. Like, you don't get stronger. The more <laughs> you do it, the more you get strong. If you s- decide maybe one day to take the gloves off, like when you're doing your, uh, I don't know what you call it, weights, uh, and your hands are less you know, tough. Like so you they worked up so heavy in weights and then you forget your gloves one day and then you mm-hmm. bleed. Yeah. You I start mean, bleeding. It's a good argument, but I don't think the immune system works exactly the same way. You know, you have to have an exposure. Well, I mean, I guess that is what it is. When you take your gloves off, that first exposure is the mm-hmm. the rawness is the sometimes the symptoms of a vaccine. But really the point is that you're not going to die from your the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's the... That's the the pro to a vaccine rather than coming across a disease in nature. You could you could potentially die from influenza the first time a living active virus influenza virus the first time you come across it. So if you have an injured or or I mean a weakened or or dead influenza virus, you're not going to die from that. You might have other complications, Mm -hmm. you know, like from the I mean, obviously all that liquid in the in the vial that they pull f- with the needle and then inject into you, all that liquid's just a carrier for the virus. So that liquid's made of something mm-hmm. or it could be, you know, so it could be a chemical reaction or it could be just revving your immune system up to fight it. I mean, there's it's hard because there's a lot of, you know, scholarly documents supporting vaccines and there's there's a lot that scholarly documents that say use with caution as well so it's kind of hard to know what to do i think you just gotta follow what's best for you yeah and uh not let people i guess make you feel one way or the other unless you're putting your child in harm's way that's different and don't judge other people's you know decisions i think that's their like you know opinion the way they you know yeah 
can't do that. So most of the world is not using the chickenpox vaccine. And apparently there's a reason for it. Um, looking through this article. Hmm. I can't find like anything like completely affirmative, like just trying to scan through without silence on the air. But mm-hmm. where's that? Don't, don't, don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. varicella virus. It stays with you your whole life when you have the chicken pox. So that's kind of what prevents it from getting mm-hmm. worse, you know, when you first get it. And you should get it young. So mm-hmm. that way, yeah. you know. Yeah, usually when you get it older, it's, it represents itself as shingles, I think. Yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. Chicken pox suck. That's what I remember about them is how awful they were. Like, you, I remember every kid, one by one, would get them in my class, and everyone was just waiting till it's their turn. Oh and it seemed brutal. It was just the worst thing. You just stay home, and you have scabs everywhere, pussing over. It was torture. But then it's just kind of done. And then as soon as you're done having it, you're looking around at everyone else like, it's, it's, it's your turn, suckers. I'm good. <laughs> I'm got it. I'm done. I'm over with. I am healed. But I don't remember the last time I've ever seen a kid with chicken pox. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, we all had yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Literally every single one of us had it. And I can't remember the last time I've seen a kid with it. I'm like, huh. Staying home from school would be the best part about that, but other than that, you're no. kind of suffering. Trust so me, no. when you get it, like you wish you wish you were in school instead of being at home with chicken pox. It is awful. <laughs> you're like, I'd rather be in school for 24 hours straight. Chicken pox is better than Ebola, so. Well, yeah, no, no, one's <laughs> making, no one's making that argument. We hey, all agree. At least just say, hey, at least I don't have Ebola. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I um, guess. We're going to have to do another show on vaccines because I'm looking at a lot of really interesting information and I want to pull together some like, I want to pull together some like scholarly sources and some actual real information and like have a chat with people about it because it's, it's, it's very interesting the things for and against and it's scary. Like, what do you do? What do you not do? You don't know, you know? Um, Okay. So moving on, the other thing I wanted to talk about is guess what's happening on November 26th? Uh, I don't know. Anybody know? What? Four days after my twin sister's Oh, wait, yeah, that's right. The the landing <laughs> on Mars. Yes, the Mars yeah. landing. Oh, remember that article I uh, I showed you once about the future of Earth and like global warming and stuff? I can't mm-hmm. find it, but I really wanted to like talk about it. Maybe I can pull it up. Okay. Try. So someone's landing on Mars, though. Yeah. So yeah, NASA. On Mars. Crazy. NASA. Let me go back and pull it up on Twitter. <laughs> okay. So NASA is at NASA. So on Twitter at N A S A, and they posted it. Like it it's something it that's today? been like in space yeah. for years, and it's projected to land there on the twenty sixth. Yeah, so we're returning to the moon and preparing to go beyond Mars. That's what the tweet was on the 18th. Um, this was at 9 p.m. What's today? What's today's date? The today 20- is the 25th. The 25th. Well, it's okay. the 25th because it's midnight. Okay. Yeah, tomorrow. Midnight. Okay. So yesterday they posted um, that they're getting going back to, the, to Mars. It lands on the 26th. It'll be the first spacecraft to 
take the planet's vital signs and study its deep interior, giving us insight into how the rocky planets form. So what would you say? I know Ryan loves this topic. I don't know how Alicia feels. Um, I got some good, I got some friends. I wouldn't say good friends, but some friends. Uh, I saw their Thanksgiving pictures and one of their family members has a shirt that says, <laughs> that oh, says, no, you don't okay. know them. Their shirt says, um, okay, make it, ain't no planet X coming cause ain't no space cause ain't not globe earth. What? It's the saying on the shirt. Ain't no Planet X coming, cause ain't no space, cause ain't not globe Earth. That doesn't even and make sense. And then there's sense. a picture of a flat Earth. <laughs> oh God, flat Earthers. So how do you how do you uh. feel? What do you think that they would uh. say to? I mean, NASA's making this plain announcement that we're going back to the moon and we're landing on Mars again. Like, and she believes the Earth is flat. The, um, they, you know, it's it's quite a a uh, epidemic of millennials. <laughs> they believe in flat Earth. Mm. One third of millennials have at least skepticism that the Earth is a globe. How can you have skepticism? Only one third. Because kids live on YouTube now. Yeah. And they get all their information from there. They need to go on an airplane and just Uh, look out the window. Sorry. I know know there's like... They they have their arguments too. Oh well, just the variation of the window. And blah, Why blah, is blah. my and shoe like, this size if the Earth is round? But it, it's <laughs> when when we again. I'm 32. Even uh, even at our cutoff age, when we grew up, we were very limited to what we w- were we were able to learn from. Mm-hmm. We could learn from the Encyclopedia Britannica, mm-hmm. which remember, I'm sure anyone my age or older, everyone had a thousand of those books in their home. So yeah. we, we there really were only scholarly sources that we could learn from. Now kids have YouTube and Google Anybody and fake websites galore. Anybody thinks they're an expert galore. on anything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, influence anyone. I mean, yeah, no. our astronauts, like we had, what was it, the 80s of the Challenger? Oh, yeah. And it just blew up. So, I mean, we didn't even get, you know, you had the 60s and they had their, you know, you could see, you know, what happened in the 60s and they landed on the moon, but... And they sent the Voyager yeah. out, the Voyager 1 and the Voyager 2. Yeah. Which is still out in space and it has so taken pictures of every single one of our planets and all of them look round. Round. Mm-hmm. But you can't take... You know, one argument I hear from flat earthers is that you can't take a picture of the entire planet in one shot well that's obvious because Duh. it's a f- globe well look at the moon how can you take w- well, <laughs> what we do it's the opposite we got the moon you can't take pictures of all side of a globe the moon so at one time there was the, a full earth shot by uh i forgot what the voyager one of them come one of them on its way back to yeah, earth that's impossible yeah but it, it it's not taking pictures on the other side of the earth <laughs> from whatever direction it's at there's still an opposite side because it's a globe it's four di- not four dimensional three-dimensional object you know and you can't it's just yeah you can't take a picture of a sphere or a globe of all sides at once with one camera right but you know it's just funny though like last night i was driving and i saw the moon and it's beautiful oh, and yeah. it's this big huge cylinder 
<laughs> it's beautiful. And then so when you go, yeah, it's just, it's round and mm-hmm. we, we see it every, you know. A pie. It, yeah. Big pie in the sky. Yeah. Or when it's a silver, it's God's toenail is what I used to say. All day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And then when you go on an airplane, though, I mean, you're going up really, really high and you can just see the curvature starting to begin, though. Or at least right. I have. You can. I, yeah. I always get, I'm just a nerd like that. I always get a window seat and I watch that. I mean, the window seats are the best. Yeah, I do. I mean. Well, yeah, it, people pay more for the side. I'll go right ahead. I watch the window and all the clouds and everything. I'm one of those the whole time. And then when the person comes on the aisle, what do you want to drink? I can't even see him. Uh, where are you? <laughs> I was bright and things. But yeah, you can totally see the curvature happening. I, I have seen it, you know. No, you can. You can see the the horizon. Yeah, it, it has a bend to it. Yes. it yeah, I was about it, to s- yeah, he's just <laughs> waiting until there's a space to talk. <laughs> so, so, so sorry. So, discover. <laughs> oh my God, the two worst ones right here. I was just trying to finish up. Discover what th- what NASA <laughs> considers a full Earth photo, and there is one, and it was a discover on its way back from the moon. It is in one photo. You see the North Pole and the South Pole. You see Africa, Australia, and Antarctica all in one shot. There's still something missing. Yeah, there is. So that's what I'm saying is you can't take an entire photo from with one (coughs) camera Mm -hmm. of a globe. Mm -hmm. You can't. So that's their defense. I'm not saying it's a good one. I'm just saying that's the only one they can think of, which is just highly, highly simple. They had the claim, the Flat Earth Society had the claim that photo was fake, implanted by NASA in an effort to... Um, Send it in Messenger so yeah, I can see it. In an effort to um, basically to uh, shut the Flat Earth Society down because their whole argument uh, was always, that, how come you never see Australia and this country in the same photo? So that now they're saying that it's planted just how the moon landing was fake. What I was gonna say about you can now see you can see the curve. I can just see it from standing like up and looking at the sky outside. The sky does have a curve yeah, to it. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. even see like it gets darker because of the atmosphere. I can see it curving. It's yeah, not it does. Flat. It it's does. like a globe. It's just people are in denial. People just want to. Be- I don't know. I think people want something grand to believe in, mm-hmm. especially because you know when you when you when they make when these probes land. You know, they take into consideration the curvature of the planet. How can they make successful lands taking that into consideration if that is wrong? Mm-hmm. Or how do snipers, like something Neil deGrasse Tyson said on his podcast, or no, Neil deGrasse Tyson said on Joe Rogan's podcast, I think it was like episode 912, something like that, 919, or something like that, um, that snipers like take the curvature of the earth into consideration because they're shooting like miles apart sometimes one or two miles away and they have to set their their gear on their gun to match the curve of the of the earth wherever in whatever latitude and longitude they're at so it's like how does this actually stick like I would feel embarrassed like walking around even if I did believe that I wouldn't advertise it just because I wouldn't be ready for like all of the the hate and backlash that I would, I would get from most people. I think my favorite thing ever was when uh, Elon Musk, you know, the, uh, the guy who created Tesla, when he sent a tweet to the Flat Earth Society and said, how come there's no Flat Mars Society? 
And the Flat Earth Society responded, and this was an actual tweet, said, hey, thanks, at Elon Musk. Great question. That's because Mars has been... That's because Mars has been uh, has already been uh, shown to be round. It's a, I actually just pulled up that picture that he's showing. To, wow, it's, it's it's breathtaking it's when you see that photo. Beautiful photo. Right? It's breathtaking. You know, this is this is a photo on artsy.net. Um, visual culture. Haley Weiss posted. Um, William Anders. The, t- the photo is titled Earthrise from 1968. It's, it's, it's a photo from standing on the moon. Look at this. This is Earth. Yeah. It, and it, it, it looks like a marble. It just looks like Wait, a marble. that's mar- from the moon? Yeah. From like the 60s? Yeah, from 1968. Oh, wow. I mean, it's a great photo. Yeah. Crisp, clear. You know, you wow. see that silver dust from the moon, and then you see the Earth, and it is—it looks like a blue marble. I mean, you can't—you can't tell me it looks like a snow dome. Like you don't see the other side of the Earth. Um, you, see, but it's—it is a huge, good hat, good huge portion of the Earth where it's kind of like if the moon was in. Um, it's. Waxing or waning phase. Waxing or waning phase with just a sliver missing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how much of it of the earth is lit up. It's over half lit up that you can see. And it is just, I could not even imagine that's the feeling crazy. of being there and taking that photo and seeing your home, your house, your loved ones, your little home, your little car, <laughs> you know, your little tiny little teeny tiny little things are on that planet like your phone doesn't even you know you can't even measure it you would need it if you were a being you know seeing earth if you were a being that large to see earth that way naturally you would need a microscope to see the little things crawling on earth you know it's amazing and so there's you see africa and you see you can see how there would be a North Pole. So I just barely at the edge of the North Pole, the South Pole, South Pole. you know, it, it would be just just barely there, there and there, barely, you know, because it's in that late or early stage of waning or waxing. That's crazy to think about, you know, being on the moon and like watching the Earth. Also fear inducing. Like, can I get back home? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, how, yeah. How do I get back home? I'd there? be stressed. I would be too. I mean. Oh, yeah. But these astronauts, they go through like rigorous psychological. Actually, um, I took my military ASVAP and that was one of the um, uh, jobs I qualified for was aerospace psychologist. I would love for one day for you on the show to have a flat earther be on with you I would, I would. and explain oh, man. how and why they feel. He just wants to see me get annoyed and irritated. No, no, not really. I honestly think you would. I know you'd be respectful. I know you wouldn't just insult him, but I would love to hear it explained. I would love to hear him explain away science, and I would love to hear them explain why this society that has never sent anyone into space feels they have a better understanding than the people right. who have the been NASA. to space. Yeah. You know, and and I would also want to know what do they think? Like, who? What's the reason for this conspiracy? Like, what? Mm. Like, who? Who's getting money 
for keeping up the lie that the Earth is a globe. Like, like, what's the benefit in it? That, that's what I don't understand. Why would anyone be putting all this money and all these decades into this lie? That's what I'm trying to figure well, out. Well, and, oh, funny. Here's another photo from 1972 titled The Blue Marble. Um, also, if here's Africa on one side of the Earth. You see this photo with Africa and mostly blue ocean. Oh, wow. What we know that the other countries exist. There's Africa and there's like Iran and Iraq and the Middle Eastern Mediterranean Peninsula right there. There's Madagascar, but you don't see you see you see um, Antarctica, but you don't see you see slightly on the edge um, America on the right. But like what 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 do you do? Flip the coin over and there's. North America and South You're America. Right. It's a disc. Like what? It would be cold in America, and nothing would be hot because the sun wouldn't be directly hitting anything. Right. It would be frozen. On yeah. Like it was it was a flat disc. It seems like things would be just frozen on it because it would have to flip over <laughs> to get sun. So if this if this photo is a flat Earth, where where's the rest of it? You know, I mean, you just flip it over, but it, the other side is just in the cold space. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, the more but I look at that photo, the scarier it is. It's just how awe-inspiring it is. The, to it's, be it's crazy. a person, it makes you think of the movie Apollo 13, you know, looking at the, mm-hmm. the earth from, could you imagine just the mixture of, I am so lucky to see this, but I hope I'm lucky enough to get back home. Like, how am I going to get home? But I would... I, uh, but I get to see this. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and then there's that movie, um, Pat, uh, no, um, with Armageddon. No, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> the one with, um, Sandra Bullock, uh, gravity, gravity. gravity. Oh, that man. Was a good, that was a good one. Yes. <laughs> she, they did that whole movie almost all on green screen. And, um, those, was it an anti-gravity tank or was it a falling, yeah, falling? It was one of those, yeah, those zero Jesus. gravity chambers. The acting, though, to do that kind of acting with a green screen? And no gravity? You know, the whole time I saw that movie, I was terrified. I was like up here because I had so just the good. fear, like any tiny little misstep and you're drifting off into space, man. It so, is just crazy. Um, what I don't get about flat earthers is... They say the weirdest reasons that don't even relate to what they're talking about. Like, why is it, like, they say stupid things. Like, why can you only see (laughs) one side? Well, look at this cup. Can you see this side? No, you're never going to see all of the sides. Both sides, yeah. It just, yes, I know. They they do that so much. People have memes, like, on shirts and stuff. If if the earth is flat, explain to me why my shoe can stand up. See, people make jokes about it because they give such random reasons. Yeah. It is. It does make sense when you look at this cup. You don't see the other side of the cup. You're never going to. Yeah, and it's just, oh my gosh, it's one of those things that just infuriates the ever-living crap out of me. And you're like, I just like, I don't even know whether to take these people serious. Like, do they have a disorder <laughs> or are they just like stupid? <laughs> it's just for be, lack of a better term. Just, you're always YouTube. Gonna, you're always going to hey, have they're people. They're getting ruined by YouTube. You always have people who always want to be on the outside of something. That's always been since the beginning of time. Yeah. The rapper B.O.B., oh, who's a huge flat earther. Me. Bob. 
Yeah, he's a huge flat earther. Neil deGrasse Tyson had to shut him down and explain to him through science why the earth is not flat. And the rapper, I haven't heard it yet, but the rapper B.O.B. released an entire rap diss track of Neil deGrasse Tyson because that's apparently what he should be doing with his time and with his money. Mm. And if I'm not, I have to look up his uh, one of his album covers, but I'm pretty sure it was him out in space or something. But what a weird thing to hold to hold on so dearly to. Like, let's say they let let's say through some crazy twist of fate, they prove the Earth is flat. Then then what? Like, what what has changed? What, do you gain? what what has been solved now in life? Yeah. I saw this girl on YouTube who's a flat earther. She's like what, fifteen, sixteen? Really, really young. So she's saying, explaining something about planes and flight. So it's really stupid. She says that she lives in Australia. If she were to fly to America, since the Earth is flat, she would fall right off the edge of the Earth. (laughs) She wouldn't be able to reach America. Nope. I don't know. Makes sense out of chaos. It's not true. Well, I mean, you've got like you know huge celebrities though that like back this up. I mean, yeah, you've got like Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, I mean, you know, so I mean, they're looking up to these people and they're they're seeing them saying, "Oh, the Earth is flat." So, well, I'm gonna yeah. follow them. Yeah. So, here's another topic. How much time we got? Fifteen, 15 minutes. Okay. <laughs> California. Have you seen what's happened to California? The fires. Oh my God, those Looks people! Like Armageddon. They finally got rain. Oh wow! Breaking what was a death toll of eighty, four hundred and seventy-five people are missing mm. in these fires. Um. So they're they're dead. There are animals displaced. Like there's owls buried in sand in the beaches, trying to nest in sand because there's obviously there's no trees in the beaches, but like. Mm. Animals just completely displaced and just like lines of cars on the sides of roads, completely ashed in the trees, like next to them, completely burnt and ashed and people tying their pets up like by the by the beach. You know what what people don't realize is, you know, I have um, an aunt and uncle that live out there and they live like on a big lake. Um, They had you know, the, the snow melting and whatnot. They're up north by, like, Washington and whatnot. Um, they had to deal with all the flooding. And then they, they, they you know, the flooding happened. And they actually put, like, like these huge, like, poker sticks or whatever. So you could see where it happened. They, they escaped it. You know, they did have flood damage. And now they were sending pictures. And now from the flood damage, now they're looking at smoke damage. And they've got fires all around them. They have no idea. I mean, I have no idea if they're going to. While she's look up and tell me where um, Malibu and all those fires are, the L.A. fires, because I got some new information here. I'd rather what we're saying. Yeah. I mean, they're just dealing with fires left and right. You know, Um, they they at least for like my aunt and uncle, they were they were out by like a lake and they had to deal with like you know, the flooding and whatnot, and it's went away, and now they were sending pictures, and they've got all this smoke in the background, and you can see fires in the background, and they've got to deal with that. It's just, it's it's sad. You know, they go from one extreme to the next extreme, and um, 
I just, my thoughts and prayers go out to it's all the people out there. It's insane what's yeah. happened. And the firefighters that are out there, you know? like Yeah, they've, there's been death, firefighter mm-hmm. deaths. Um, what area of California is Los Angeles? North, south? Los Angeles is Southern California. Okay. So, so check this out. Okay. Rescuers search for 475 people still missing as massive California wildfire is nearly contained. This was nine hours ago. CNN wire. After more, listen to this. After more weeks than, after more than two weeks of a raging inferno, firefighters are getting closer to containing the campfire mm-hmm. that has killed 84 people in Northern California. You said Northern Cal- uh, Southern California for L.A., right? A campfire also sent something ablaze in the Northern California area that's killed 84 people. It says at least 475 people remain unaccounted for, down for more than 1,000 days earlier down for more from more than 1000 days earlier the butt county sheriff's office said california dead california's deadliest wildfire which started november 8th remained 95 percent contained after rain helped firefighters extinguish some of the hot spots cal fire the state's forestry and fire protection agency said saturday morning the fire line that remains uncontained is located in, in steep and rugged terrain where it is unsafe for firefighters to access due to heavy rains. So, I'm confused. The search for remains continues after days of rain, all the flood warnings. So, now they're having flood warnings. <laughs> okay, so the floods helped put the fires out, and now it's flooding. Mm. Um, so, I'm confused. There were two separate fires killing the state. <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing? I mean, there, I see. There were there there were several. Mm-hmm. So one yeah. was started by a campfire Correct. in oh Northern man. California. Shouldn't have camped. Yeah. So you or have be smart. Yeah. So you have one all the way as north as you can, just about as north as you can go in California, um, all the way down to uh, Los Angeles, which is not as south as you can go. You go to San Diego, and then you have fires in the middle. So why do you think this is happening? Well, ac- according to this, and this is fire.ca.gov, um, they're showing just because everything has been so unusually dry out there since California has been in drought and um, they haven't done the same amount of controlled fires that they normally do. Um, any sort of fire setting anything off is burning off, is catching everything super quickly that should have been burned or doused in water naturally since the whole natural cycle's been thrown off. So anything from someone throwing, like in, in the central California, uh, the fires are started, they say, by somebody just driving with the windows down, flicking a cigarette out into the woods uh, on a highway. Dumb. So, yeah, it's just crazy because every year they have to do controlled fires so that way, you know, it doesn't become a huge chain it reaction. It just doesn't make sense, though. Like, I mean, everybody does that in other states, why do you think this is happening in California? Climate change, maybe? That, that's what um, they blame it on. They blame no. it on climate change. They're saying that because droughts get really bad and soils don't get as wet as they should be. and Hotter climate. There's your whole thing of natural selection again. If we didn't have firefighters and these advanced techniques, I mean, California would have burnt to a crisp already. See, I here? mean, California is basically is burnt to a crisp now. Yeah. I mean, she just showed me an interactive map 
and it is, I mean. Yeah, she's probably looking at the same map I am. Almost the entire north and middle, all the way to San Jose is like boom, 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 covered. And then it kind of like zigzags down from San Jose to Los Angeles. It's crazy. I have never seen anything like this in my life. Yeah. See, what I don't understand is there's these two YouTubers that live right in L.A. And while all this fire is going on, they're pranking alligators. Mm. Pranking alligators. These are people who are very disconnected from reality. Logan Paul and Jake Paul, they prank alligators while they're running from fires and fire going around. They're just busy being stupid. Because they know that people are going to watch on their YouTube and they're going to get paid for it. They don't care. I would be, like, running because that's just scary. I don't want to live in some depressed, dark, fiery, hot place. I don't care about the house or anything. I just care about being safe and getting out. So, basically, everything that I'm reading is saying that the state is overwhelmed by, like, physical donations of items and that they need cash. What they need is money. So, I guess just get on Google, go to the California government website, and find out how you can donate money. They need money, not um, not items. They Food, have a lot of water. a lot of that. So think about if you've got a little extra cash this week or next week or the end of the month, send some money over to California. These people are, um, you know, they're dying over there literally. Yeah, it, it, you got to keep in mind, it's not just, oh, rich, snooty people in L.A. Like There's a lot of normal people in, in Central California. Cal- Central California is one of the biggest areas of farming. And think about all the wine that's lost, all the economy for the wine, the vineyards, gone. Vineyards gone. Most of our dairy comes from out of yep. there. I mean, so there, there's, a, there's a lot that needs to be uh, taken care yeah. of over there. All right. Well, that's all we got for the show today. I love all of you guys. Thanks for staying with us. Um, you, again, you can go to our um, uh, uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Catalyst of the Mind. That money that you donate will go to production of the show. Better guests, better equipment, better mics, all that makes all the show quality better. And um, if you want to be a part of the show, more than just donating and getting a shout out, you can send an email to us at catalystofthemindpodcast at gmail.com. And hit us up there and you can always um, come interact with us live on YouTube on uh, YouTube.com uh, slash Luna Whispers every day, every Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. Peace, <coughs> love and light to all of you guys. Good night. Bye.